This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy out along with Wes Reynolds from VEASAN talking some NFL. A nice week for Wes last week with a couple of winners in Jacksonville and Chicago. And everything was just cruising along. <laughs> 17-0 in Tampa Bay catching three and a half against Cincinnati. And we must include the a, a turnover on downs as a turnover mm-hmm. uh, if you do. That was five straight turnovers. A Tom Brady offense. Five straight turnovers. What were they doing faking the punt up 17-3 as well? That was a tough one uh, to take on the chin there, uh, Wes. But 2-1, and one, another profitable week and what was maybe the wildest weekend of NFL's uh, action that I have ever seen. Yeah, I suppose I, I should be happy with that, Mark, because all these games just – came down to a lot of random plays, just a lot of craziness, starting obviously with the first game, which might ended up being the craziest of the week. Uh, my Indianapolis Colts up 33 to nothing at the half. Uh, after uh, I was I was in Lawrence, Kansas this weekend for the Indiana-Kansas basketball game, and we went to a bar afterwards, and I'm, you know, I'm monitoring the score. I didn't get to see the first half, but I'm like, oh, 33 to nothing, you know, my plus four is going to be good. <laughs> and then having to watch it at the wheel, a great place there in Lawrence, Kansas, by the way, highly recommend it. And I'm like, man, my plus four, I'm going to lose this plus four after I had to watch the Hoosiers in person get their butts kicked by the Jayhawks. Like, this is going to be just a hell of a sports day to, you know, to lose this Colts at plus four, which up 33 to nothing looks like a stone lock. And they're hanging on for dear life. And uh, Minnesota, somehow, some way, they're 11 and three. And look, I like them going into the season. But as you watch this team, it's like this team's not near as good as their record. But somehow, some way, they pull out another close game. I believe they're 10 and 0 now in one score games. Yes. Yeah, the other games were uh, not one score games, uh, you know, at Philadelphia uh, and uh, and some others. Uh, of course, Dallas uh, at home where they were blasted and they won their game, uh, the first game against Green Bay by more than one score. So it's been the, the last 10 wins that they've had have been one, uh, one score games. And I know, Wes, because I don't know anybody that held a Minnesota, I mean, I'm sorry, a Colts plus three and a half or Colts plus four ticket that felt good about losing a toss because didn't you just know that the Vikings were going to go down there and score the field goal and lose the money too? I mean, it was unbelievable. Cincinnati. All right, let's go to it. You, you, you're back chasing Cincinnati a little bit here. Cincinnati was hey, give them credit. They're a covering machine right now. I think they're the number one ATS team uh, in the NFL right now. The streak is unbelievable after losing their first two. Uh, straight up and against the spread against Pittsburgh and Dallas. They have now 
they've covered all but one of uh, of the next uh, of the next uh, twelve games. So I mean, it has been um, unbelievable uh, for Cincinnati. That one was handed to them, though. Yes. We like to give Joe Burrow a lot of credit around here. That was room service, ding dong, DoorDash, whatever you want. I mean, it was handed to him by Tampa Bay because the first half. I haven't seen Tom Brady that sharp mm-hmm. this year uh, very often. He was really sharp. All forgotten now. Now they travel to New England before Buffalo on Monday night and then the season finale against the team they lead by one game in the Baltimore Ravens. They will lose a tiebreaker because of the div- divisional record. If that happens, Cincinnati, it's going down to three uh, on 41 and a half at New England. Yeah, I took a rogue four, and there was some three and a half, but it is now down to three. I think it's reduced juice at Bet Rivers. You can take plus three minus a dollar five if the screen is uh, yes. correct here. But you know, just going back to Cincinnati, and it's not that, that I don't think Cincinnati is good. I mean, we talked about this last week. They are the covering machine. It was best versus worst because Tampa Bay has the worst spread record, and I think you could kind of see why. Look, Tom Brady is forty-five years old, but. You look at that Tampa Bay team, man, and they, they, they just, I don't know if they're well coached because they make a lot of mistakes that they used to not make. This is a veteran team and an experienced team with a lot of guys that have won Super Bowl rings. And it all started with that fake punt. Was it supposed to be a fake punt or was it not? And that gave Cincinnati a little bit momentum, but still the Bucks held them to three points and it was 17 to six. And then what happens is, is the interception and then, uh, Cincinnati scores. Then there was another drive. Remember where Joe Burrow got sacked for about a 20-some yard loss? Defensive holding keeps the drive yes. alive. And, and like you mentioned, and we were talking about before he came on, if you count the turnover on downs, five straight turnovers for Tampa Bay. And that was all she wrote. Because if you really go inside the numbers of that uh, Bengals-Bucks game last Sunday, 237 yards for the Cincinnati Bengals at 3.8 yards of play. 3.8 yards of play is a paltry number on offense in the National Football League. Meanwhile, the Bucks 396 for 5.7 yards of play, which is terrific, but minus three in the turnover margin, and Cincinnati gets the win, and they move on. Now they go to New England, and, you know, speaking of a wild finish, uh, you know, not in terms of the comeback like the Colts and the Vikings were, but... You know, we're celebrating the 50th uh, anniversary of the Immaculate Reception this weekend with the Raiders and Steelers playing on Saturday night. The Raiders got the Immaculate Interception last week against the, against the uh, Patriots. And it was just so weird to see a Bill Belichick coach team do something so dumb. Like, you would expect that out of maybe my Colts uh, with an interim head coach to do something dumb like that. <laughs> you wouldn't think the Patriots, and, and that's been, been played all Or the Raiders up. themselves, Wes. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> the Raiders usually do that stuff. But you, you watch, you've been, we've been watching that video, and we're going to see it all the rest of the week on the national broadcast, and they're going to intersplice the Patriots radio broadcast. I think Scott Zolak, uh, the former Patriots backup quarterback, is the uh, color commentator, and he's like, we are the dumbest team in the league. We're the dumbest team ever for, for doing that. And, and you know, poor Mac Jones you know, just was a sitting duck, did not expect that ball. All of a sudden, here comes Chandler Jones at full speed, just coming ahead and just flatten the poor guy after the interception. So, you know, that's been shown all week, and I think the Patriots are having to live the embarrassment of that happening to him, and especially Bill Belichick, because I think Belichick prides himself on, we're not a dumb team. 
we're a smart team. We're always going to scout the opposition really well, and we're going to be as prepared. And, you know, I'm going to be able to outcoach most of these guys uh, in the National Football League. And just to have that happen to them and the fact that they've had to sit with that for a week, I think the Patriots bounce back here. And uh, one of the things I obviously like about New England against Joe Burrow, even though the offensive line has been a little bit better for Cincinnati, You've got a Patriots team that is third in sacks behind Philadelphia and Dallas. I think they have 48 sacks this year, Jimmy. So I think that they are going to be able to get a pass rush, even though Tampa Bay only got to him twice last Sunday. uh, Look, I I think New England back against the wall here off that humiliation. Cincinnati having to go back-to-back on the road here. Patriots are getting a little bit of money because that was three and a half and now down to three pretty much market-wide. I think the Patriots make a really good showing here and beat the Bengals outright. All right. Uh, so Patriots plus three. And yes, at Bed Rivers, uh, minus 105. So some light juice on that one. Uh, so how about this one? Philadelphia and Buffalo, back to back, two of the best teams uh, in the NFL, going to Soldier Field and play the Bears. Exact same point spread. Philly was nine last week. Mm-hmm. This week, Buffalo. Is nine nine and forty one. Chicago gets the backdoor cover last week against the Philadelphia Eagles. Now Buffalo nine and forty one at Soldier Field in some very chilly temperatures. Yeah, and and look, the Bears did get the backdoor, even though they were within the number for a decent amount of the game. But if you look at the numbers, it wasn't really pretty for the Bears. Two hundred and forty eight yards, only four point three a play. Philadelphia over four hundred at four twenty one, five point nine a play. So. You know, Philadelphia was the clear better team, uh, and but the Bears were able to get plus two in the turnover margin. It's very rare that the Eagles lose the turnover battle, but they did. And uh, Justin Fields was our uh, our backdoor man, the old uh, Howlin' Wolf song uh, that was covered, of course, by Jim Morrison and the Doors. Backdoor man, and that's what Justin Fields was. And, you know, I think they can maybe stay within the number again here as well, because if you look at Buffalo... They had the the snowball on Saturday night, and Josh Allen, uh, you know, made the plays when he had to down the stretch. But I think that they were so geared up for that game, and that was such a revenge game for the Buffalo Bills. And now at eleven and three, uh, they would be the number one seed in the AFC because they do have the uh, tiebreaker, of course over Kansas City. They've got a three-game lead now over Miami, so more than likely you're going to see this team go ahead and lock up the AFC East, especially this weekend. But I just look at this and I'm like, how much gas does Buffalo have? Maybe they run a little bit short this week because they have the big showdown against Cincinnati on Monday night, January 2nd, the week following. So this is a little bit of a sandwichy type spot and having to go on the road to boot. Yes, you know, best versus worst, arguably, or one of the best versus worst. Uh, you know, might be the best in terms of power rating, certainly not in record. That would be the Philadelphia Eagles who the Bears took on last week. But you, you look at that Buffalo with Cincinnati next weekend, and I wonder if that could be a decider for the NFL MVP race between Allen and Burrow because Hertz has drifted up. You know, is he going to, if the Eagles go ahead and win this weekend, then they clinch the NFC. So do you just go ahead and go with Minshew the rest of the season and rest Jalen Hurts? And does that maybe cost him the MVP award? I know Mahomes right now is the favorite, but Allen and Burrow certainly are candidates uh, for this award. So you know, that's going to be a big decider between the Bills and the Bengals. So 
you know, nine nine looked a little bit high to me, I, I, I think, for Buffalo. And I still think Chicago, even though they're out of it, and even though, you know, this this is a very ugly underdog. Don't get me wrong. This is not for the weak at heart, necessarily, to go ahead and, uh, and uh, you know, punch in a ticket on the Chicago Bears. But I just think, you know, maybe the Bills are a little bit sloppy. And then when, you, when you're a road favorite at this point late in the season, even though you have everything to play for and the other team has nothing to play for figuratively, that's taxed into the number. So you're not getting a break here necessarily. So take that out of the equation. And this might be eight. This might be eight and a half. So it's not a huge difference between eight and nine. But I still think this number is a little high. So uh, give me the uh, uh, very ugly underdog of the Chicago Bears on the midway. It's it's a major matchup. It's a, it's a standalone game. It's an, uh, on Monday Night Football. And Monday Night Football has not had the best matchups uh, this season. They're on quite a dud run uh, as of late. And you have last year's AFC champion against this year's Super Bowl favorite mm-hmm. in Buffalo. So absolutely. And guess what last week was was sort of a sharp, common approach uh, here on these podcasts, fading the teams that were looking ahead last week, Philadelphia and Dallas. Yep. Both of those teams uh, uh, failed to cover last week. Of course, Dallas losing the game uh, outright. So a couple of things uh, to think about uh, there. And there, there, there's no question of uh, some seeding purposes and pride purposes, the whole bit uh, coming up for that Monday night game with Cincinnati and Buffalo. All right, Miami and Green Bay on Christmas Day. Uh, this is uh, going down to uh, South Florida. Miami are finally home after two California games, Saturday night primetime game uh, in Buffalo, where I tell you what, they played really well. I was I was in a loss. I was very impressed. Now they travel to Green. Um, I'm sorry, they're at home against Green Bay. Four and forty nine here against the Packers. Yeah, I originally took four and a half. You can still take four, by the way, at Bet Rivers. Uh, there are even some three and a half starting to show. So Green Bay is starting to get some support. And and look, I could see why I did end up playing them. I played them. Via the Rams team total under, I, I couldn't lace once across the seven and a half, even though we used seven in our contest entries on Green Bay. And look, if you look at the Packers ever since, I believe, week eight or week seven, I should say, they are eighth in offensive DVOA. So the offense has gotten better. Aaron Rodgers finally has this full allotment of receivers, has Romeo Dobbs back, the kid out of uh, University of Nevada, Reno, Christian Watson. Obviously, uh, a candidate for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Rodgers was trying to get him that touchdown at the end, yeah. and Watson didn't turn around, and Rodgers pointed it out in the interview. It's like, I was trying to get him one, and then you still have Cobb that can get the short routes underneath, Alan Lazard, Tanyan at tight end. So Green Bay is finally, even though they've got some injuries on the offensive line, like about half the teams in the National Football League, but they're about as healthy as they've been on offense this year, and you're seeing the numbers go up a little bit and you know there's still a chance even though it's an outside chance I think they're like somewhere around 12 percent to make the playoffs so they would still need some help but Green Bay is all of a sudden starting to play their better football of the season and now you go against maybe a road weary Miami team yeah they're probably happy to be home but you know how much they've put into these games too how much they had to put into that like you know, snowball up there in Buffalo where they fell short. Buffalo got the field goal at the end to win the game. And, 
you just wonder about a team's energy this late in the season. You know, the motivation is going to be there. The want to is going to be there. But how much physically are they going to be there, uh, Miami? And I think you got a Green Bay team that's like, hey, we're playing good football. I don't think they're going to mail it in at all here. And I think the market really agrees with that uh, if you look at the movement that we have seen on Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, 9-4-1 and one against the number as an underdog from game from week 15 on uh, through the rest of the season. So, you know, this this guy, the guy is starting to perform a little bit. I know he threw that one bad interception in, in the first half in the Monday night game against the Rams, but green, I, I don't think that there's that much of a home field advantage necessarily in Miami. So I'm going four here and uh, any, anything, obviously three and a half or above, I would like. All right, uh, so getting four right now at uh, Bet Rivers, Green Bay. All dogs. Let's get a barking uh, this weekend. Again, New England plus three against Cincinnati. Chicago plus nine against Buffalo. And Green Bay plus four against Miami. That's the noon kickoff central time. One Eastern time, uh, 10 a.m. Vegas time for on Christmas Day, Miami and Green Bay. For Wes Reynolds, I'm Jimmy Otto on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.